Nutrition is remarkable in its ability to have people with completely opposite views saying they have science to support completely opposite views. Frustrating, isn't it? What are we supposed to believe? Welcome to Dynamism Biohacking. My name is Dr. Matt Hammett, wellness and nutrition expert, lifestyle trainer, and movement enthusiast. And each week, I'm going to share with you how to make the right nutritious choices despite conflicting expert opinions, where I help you to discover how to unlock your inner aborigine or your inner greatness. Thank you for spending this time with me today. So let's get into the training. The wellness model of health is best described and understood as a paradigm. A paradigm, or the way we view our world, can influence the smartest clinicians, scientists, mathematicians, biologists, and geneticists in the world. They can even be regarded as the most intellectual of their peer group, even awarded the Nobel Prize. What you need to understand is the idea that the scientific and clinical questions they ask come from the popular viewpoint. The design of the studies and solutions would be geared toward that paradigm or viewpoint. When most people think about wellness, they are operating out of the sickness-disease paradigm and describe wellness from that model. In my opinion, this is the greatest mistake we have made in healthcare in the last millennium. For the simple reason, we would not compare apples to oranges because they are completely different, governed by differing laws and differing biological mechanisms. And that leads me to Dynamism Biohack, the wellness model. Dynamism is the enthusiastic quality or charism that dynamic people possess that characterizes them by their vigorous action and progress. They step outside that it's genetic cliche, the blame it, name it, and tame it with a drug approach into what I call true health. This is the health class your doctor doesn't know, the wellness prevention and health promotion solution, how to get and stay well for a lifetime. That's dynamism. Currently, this air is defining the terms health and wellness from a sickness-disease perspective. Health, as defined in the Western medicine paradigm, is defined as a lack of disease or a lack of medical diagnosis. Let me explain. Wellness, as defined in the Western medicine paradigm, is supposed to be about the prevention of disease. The definitions trick you into believing they are about prevention, but their tools are for early detection. Let me provide an example. In a, a mammogram is not wellness, and it is not prevention, because it does not prevent a thing. It is simply early detection. Allow me to illustrate this point more clearly. The scientific literature which operates from the sickness-disease model does not accurately or operationally define what a healthy subject is when they conduct studies. More often than not, they assume a subject is healthy if that subject does not have the diagnosis or a pathological state the study is addressing. I must also elaborate on a discussion on the random control trial. Typically, Two control groups are present. Let us analyze diabetes for a moment. One group has diabetes, 
and the other does not. Within this model, Western medicine assumes the group without the diabetes diagnosis is a healthy subject because since that particular group is lacking a diabetes diagnosis, they label them as a healthy subject for the study. So they have group one who has diabetes and group two who does not. By this model, group two is considered the healthy standard for the control group in the study because they do not have the diagnosis. Here lies the problem. What if that so-called healthy subject has other symptoms, diseases, or even cancers not related to a diabetes diagnosis? Well, in this model, that does not matter to them because the subject does not have a diabetes diagnosis. And the gold standard of a random control trial, because the subject is lacking that particular diagnosis, the subject is considered healthy. That, in my opinion, is a big, big problem. What if the subject is addicted to drugs and alcohol and smokes cigarettes every day, but he or she does not have diabetes? He or she would be considered a healthy subject. That's outrageous, you might think. Interesting, right? How many people lie about smoking on those surveys because they are afraid their insurance premiums will skyrocket? How will that impact the data? What you need to understand is that when a medical doctor uses the term wellness, they are operating from the sickness disease crisis model of sickness care. As long as they are not diabetic in this model, they are considered a healthy subject. Now, I just took you through a scientific, constructive thinking process. How did you do? At this point, you'd be tempted to wander. Did you ask the obvious question that I have asked myself the last 20 years of my life? How do smart people, Nobel Prize winning people, get it so wrong? That's a loaded question, not the point of this training. I'm simply redefining the sickness disease paradigm and health restoration promotion paradigm. Comparing these two models is like comparing apples to oranges. And that's the point I'm trying to make. On the other hand, I will offer a a suggestion I learned from all the research and interviewing that I've conducted over the last decade of my practice. In the new model, the health promotion solution, I'd like to identify new health standards and parameters based on the health from our ancestors who seem to have the highest standards of health known to man. It seems reasonable, right? Why then is this considered grassroots and not mainstream? It is safe to explain it this way. A scientist or a clinician that thinks outside the box like we are together, is often criticized and punished if they try to move too far outside the boundaries. The world of science has built an eight-ounce glass, so to speak, and you must fit your theories and observations within that glass. A scientist colleague who wished to remain anonymous once said that it is very difficult to get grant money for research in science, They only approve studies that obey these standard laws. 
And clearly, even the smartest scientists on the planet should understand that the lack of a diagnosis is in no way a baseline standard for health. And once again, would it surprise you to know that most medical doctors who take the time to read my books and understand the goals of these trainings and programs, that they tend to agree with me the majority of the time? So what is this five pillars of a human health model? Well, in this newer wellness model and health promotion restoration paradigm, the model that I am proposing that we can define healthy humans exhibiting a state of homeostasis or balanced function, we can create benchmarks looking at specific testing on humans to understand who is physically fit, who eats a healthy diet, and who has high levels of self-esteem and life satisfaction. We can recommend the deeper layers of health by engaging them and teaching them the strategies of improved lifestyle that turns on healthy genetic expression. The true genius of this model, model lies in that it can be defined this way from our ancient wild humans, our hunter-gatherer ancestors, right? our human evolutionary biology, and our human anthropology. And thanks to the new technologies, we have the ability to move away from the 17th century inspired rat science into proper exploratory and safe research with actual human beings in pursuit of health and wellness. And the study of humanity needs to be the goal of every doctor and scientist today. And the next training we're going to begin our journey with exploring the health promotion model. If you are a current patient in our office, I love you. Thank you so much for your confidence in us. If you are not a patient, I certainly would love to meet you someday. Go to our website, newlifefamilychiropractic.net. And also, I just want to remind everyone that we got the same 24 hours in a day. I'm no busier than you are, but if your goal is to live a happier, healthier, and fuller life, you've got to learn to manage yourself. And that means managing your movement, which drives your energy. When we better manage our energy, we're better able to be more present and vibrant and enjoy our life. We're better able to manage our five pillars of a dynamic health. You deserve a life that is peaceful, that is balanced, that is happy, where you have tons of good health. The health that you need, the health that is on demand when you need it most. You see, because health doesn't come to you, it comes from you. It is a fruit that is grown and earned. And I know we all heard the genetic cliche, the blame it, name it, and tame it with a drug approach. But the truth is, the solution doesn't lie with more drugs and surgeries. The solution lies with you. You know it's not so much of a healthcare crisis as it is a self-care crisis in our world today. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you. I love hearing from you. So don't forget to reach out to me. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Do so by whatever is your favorite social media platform. Send me a message there. Let me know that you listened to this episode and what you thought of it. And as always, I appreciate it in advance 
anyone who is kind enough to write a review. That is the ultimate gift. I appreciate you very much for that. I love spending this time with you. I'm Dr. Matt Hammett reminding you to lighten up, move better, and live fuller. Until next, Dynamism Biohack.